Hi everyone! Today on What's My Frame, I'm joined by Lemon Lime commercial agency owner Haim Magnum. Haim has been a leader in the commercial world for nearly three decades. His clients have booked spots for Apple, McDonald's, AT&T, Starbucks, Progressive, along with thousands of other national and worldwide commercials. Haim has worked closely with SAG-AFTRA over the years, helping shape the new commercial contracts that affect all media, including the booming world of streaming advertisements. This episode is geared towards actors that are looking to upgrade and sharpen their materials to make sure that their LA casting and casting frontier is top-notch. If you're looking to submit to agents in the coming months or just wanting to ensure your materials are the strongest possible to catch casting's eye, this episode's for you. We're so glad to have you here. Now let's get to the show. Can you start us off by telling us how you got involved in the industry and what drew you to representation and now owning your own successful agency, Lemon Lime? Uh, yeah, so I actually started in the industry about 25 years ago with my current business partner. Uh, neither one of us had ever done anything in the entertainment world, but we were throwing after-hour nightclubs. And at, at, every time we do a club once a month, the following Monday, we'd get a phone call from somebody's assistant, like a big-time director or photographer. And they would ask, hey, who was the girl with the pink hair that was dancing on the podium? who was the guy with all the uh, tattoos on his arms. And so we decided that after connecting all these uh, clients of ours at the club with random people that we knew, that how could we capitalize on it? So somebody told us to start an agency and we didn't know how to do it. So we said, what do you do? And they go, you go down to SAG. We were like, what's SAG? We're like the Screen Actors Guild. So we went down and just by chance, we were able to get the right amount of letters you needed by industry professionals, and we got our first SAG franchise. And so our focus in the 90s, mid-90s, was Gen X, which was what was trending on the streets. So it was the pierced and tattoo types, uh, people with colored hair, um, very um, rock and roll, post-grunge, Green Day type of vibe. Uh, we did that for a few years, but quickly the trends on the streets changed. And so we followed that trend and we kind of left behind the Gen X vibe. But for years, everybody uh, only thought of us as the outrageous agency that only had the people with facial tattoos and a ton of piercings. And in actuality, we were already booking um, commercials for L'Oreal and for uh, big clothing advertisers like The Gap and Banana Republic, Levi's, Pepsi. So we ended up after a, a long decision, uh, we decided to rebrand. And we made that decision that the six months prior to rebranding and the six months after rebranding, we would not change our board. We were gonna keep all the same clients. And funny enough, when we rebranded, we sent out um, a flyer, because this is barely when the internet starts going. So maybe we had a, maybe we faxed people, uh, but we sent everybody uh, pick a headshots, a packet of headshots of all the clients. And it was the same actors that all the casting directors had been seeing for already 10, 12 years. And the response was across the board. Wow, we love your new look. We love all these actors that we've never seen before. So it just goes back to branding, which is also something I'll touch upon on actors, how important branding is. So we rebranded and we kept the same clients, but suddenly we were new and fresh. Amazing. And it's, it's something that actors, I think, can really relate to. You know, you have to be honest with yourself and what your age category is. 
and really looking at yourself and seeing what ads you would go out for. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about materials later, but can you walk us through a typical day uh, in the Lemon Lime offices? On a typical day, we have, a, well, I should probably start off and say that we're a boutique agency. So my roster never crosses over the 200 actor mark. That way we can stay in constant contact with all the actors in one form or another. That doesn't mean we're talking with people every day, but we're in contact with them. Um, so on a typical day, on a, on a normal day, we would have about 100 auditions and uh, probably about 10, 15 callbacks per day. What is one of your personality strengths that's a real asset to your work in the agency? In our agency, uh, it's funny enough, we just uh, had a meeting and we rest restructured the way we work about a year ago. And uh, our agency director decided that we would focus on what everybody's strengths and weaknesses were. And so it was interesting to hear what my strengths and my weaknesses were. Uh, so my, my, my strength is um, that I'm a people person. So I've been put in charge of uh, all of the meetings, going out and knocking on doors, casting directors, producers, photographers, uh, taking more uh, time to have coffee with uh, the actors that we represent. Um, so that's my strength, is, is being a people person. That's and that is very evident for anyone that follows you on social media or has had the joy of meeting you. I'd love to talk about casting profiles for a minute. Um, LA Casting and Casting Frontier commercial specific. What materials do you feel are important for actors to have on their profiles and what can actors be refreshing and working on right now to make their reps and casting job the easiest possible? Okay, so two-part question. So uh, the first part of the question was what is important for actors profiles? Yeah, what are the important materials? So I think pretty much across the board regardless of what agency you're with, every agent wants to see updated photos that look like what you currently look like. Uh, so we try to really uh, stay on top of that. And now it's a lot easier with social media. We follow all of our actors and we get to see a lot of great things about them. And we get to see some funny things about them that maybe they don't realize that we're looking at their page. <laughs> but it does help us keep in touch with them. So I think the most important thing for the profile is to make sure that your photos are updated uh, and make sure that your agent likes the photo because you and your grandmother might think you look like a movie star in it, but if your agent and casting don't gravitate towards that photo, it's not going to get you in the door. So you really have to be really uh, thoughtful and mindful of what your headshots look like. In addition to that, make sure that your special skills and resume are up to date and make sure that they're honest because there's nothing worse than getting caught in having something on your special skills or resume that really isn't part of what you are. So if you say that you can juggle and you market at expert level, that means that I can send you direct callback with directors and producers and you can juggle on the spot. And there's nothing more embarrassing than being laughed at in a room by 30 ad executives because you can't perform what you said you could do. So just be sure that uh, that's really uh, correct and accurate because us agents do use those filters to submit you on the appropriate jobs. And I think the second part of your question was, what can actors be doing now? Yeah, to work on their materials, what are areas that you yourself are telling your clients to really focus on um, updating materials, you know, categorizing skill clips, things like that, to make castings job the easiest possible? 
So one of the easiest things that actors can do is work on their reels. Uh, if they've got editing skills, they might want to try to re-edit their video, uh, their, their reel, uh, their commercial reel, their acting reel, their voiceover reel. There's different reels for different agents. Uh, I'm also recommending to my actors, um, you know, it, it's like if you want to go to, if you want to stay in shape, you can't just go to the gym once and get, and get in shape. You've got you've to stay in the gym all summer to keep that summer bod. So it's the same thing with acting. If you want to be a, a well-trained actor, you have to constantly be training. Can you talk a little bit, just like you were with skills and like the special skills and being able to do what you say you can do, um, skill photos and skill clips. That's something that's, you know, been added and becoming more popular in the last a year or two on LA Casting. Um, do you like them? Do you feel like they're a useful resource for you? Do you feel like casting likes them? Can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, it's something that's recently be at, been added on some of the casting platforms. And I'll be honest, I don't really use them that often. Uh, because we are able to search within your profile if you've made your skills accurate. Mm -hmm. So unless you have a very specific skill that is visual, but mm -hmm. if you are uh, an equestrian horse rider and you are championship level, you may want to put a clip of you on the horse doing some incredible jumps. Yeah. If, you, if you are a, an expert windsurfer, I would put a clip of that up there. Yeah. These are things that are not as normal as that's how I said earlier, juggling. A lot of people juggle. Yeah. So casting isn't gonna necessarily go to the, the clips for that, but something very specific like, you know, underwater basket weaving, put your clip up. <laughs> exactly. Be smart about what material you're giving and sometimes less is more. Um, what are some elements of your job as an agent that actors might not know or think about? Boy, um, you know, I think, the one part that a lot of actors don't realize is that we are just as emotionally invested in your career as you are. And it hurts us just as much when you get released from the avail, when you don't book the job, or when you do book the job, but you don't make the final edit and they send you that letter that you're not the commercial. Uh, so I think agents get a bad rap through, uh, through their own doing uh, of, Film and television, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, characters out there that are pretty crazy agents mm -hmm. throughout, throughout time. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think people forget that we're actually humans and we get up just like you do and it hurts just like you hurt. And we get just as excited when you, you book a job and when your huge checks come in, it's exciting for us. Uh, so I think sometimes people forget that uh, us agents, we're, we're people too. That is unfortunate, but you're, you're exactly right. What are some essentials to a good pitch when submitting to commercial representation specifically? And then the second part to that is, what are the things that are important but are better to wait until you're in a meeting or on a call with your potential new reps? So I think what's really essential is to really target your submissions to agencies that you're trying to work with. I, I think it's a waste of time to, um, send your materials to every agent in town because every agent in town may not do your type. So agencies have very specific looks or types that they gravitate towards. So uh, one of my friends owns, an, and, and I'm friends with a lot of the agents. We all go to meetings together and believe it or not, 
we all get along. We're all super friendly. Uh, we've all been seeing each other for years. I, I've seen the same agents for 25 years, so we all get along. So I know what other agencies are, 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 are looking for. So when you are looking for an agent, do your research. Back in the days, there was a bookstore called Samuel French. Yeah. <laughs> it was a great place for actors, and they would have books that had lists of agents, and it would even have a brief description of what types they were looking for. So when I get written up, they always put that we're looking for different types of people, not your normal actors, outside of the box types, characters, um, different types. So before you send your headshot to somebody, do a little research and make sure that if you're submitting your photo to a, a, an agent that is also attached to a modeling agency, well, maybe they're only looking for sample size model types for the print and commercial department. And if you don't fit that bill, then there's no point in sending over your photo. So just be very, very focused and targeted as to what you're um, sending your material out to. And one resource for actors, because unfortunately Samuel French did close on Sunset, that was such a sad day for a lot of actors. Um, you can call the SAG after a professional representation department if you have questions and they can help point you in the right direction as well as there's a list on the SAG after website. Besides helping actors realize their dreams, you're clearly a, an actor's advocate. What's one of your favorite parts about your job? Oh boy, I love my job so much. Uh, my favorite part of the job is probably helping people to achieve their dreams. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have a few examples where it's even like touched me in ways that I didn't even know that my job was so important to people. Uh, example is, you know, I've helped many people come up with the down payments for a house. Uh, I've come up, I've helped people make enough residuals to pay for a car in cash. And I actually helped one of my actors and his wife raise enough money to do a in vitro and they had their first baby. All through residuals uh, money that he had made. And now that baby's probably eight or 10 years old with the college fund, with the residuals that are still coming in for that actor. Yeah. So uh, things like that are my favorite parts of my job where I can actually change somebody's life. Yeah, and thank you for reminding us all that there is still such a large volume of union with residual commercial work. I think often it's very easy for actors to get frustrated thinking that things are social media ads or they're very like low buyouts. And there still is so much that our reps in the union are doing for us to actually provide us a livable and workable wage. Actors often like to feel like they're doing something, but more often than not, it's expensive mailers to either agents or casting, um, not being targeted and specific. Um, what are some more positive ways that if once an actor is on someone's roster, they can stay in touch and let them know in a, a nice way what they're working on and doing on their own behalf. Um, I always like to think that it's the actor's responsibility to be doing 90% of the work at least, and the reps 10, it's not, it's not vice versa. And sometimes actors don't get that. Um, but what are some positive ways that actors can stay on their reps and casting's mind um, from your perspective? Well, it really depends on which agent and agency you're with. Everybody works differently. So at my agency, I like to be in constant communication with all my actors, but I don't like to talk on the phone. So I'd much prefer an email or a text message. Mm -hmm. And I don't mind getting a hundred of those a day, depending on what agency you're with. Some agents and, and managers like constant contact and phone calls, and they like to be on the phone and some don't, uh, and some don't like to take emails either. 
and some don't want to see you in person either. And don't take that personally. It's just that we have a very busy job. And every minute that we stop doing a breakdown or negotiating a deal to talk with you about something that could maybe wait, it's time taken away from your own career. So most agents are pretty focused and our job is hard and gets harder every day. Uh, so keep in mind that you should probably want to have a discussion with your reps as to how they want you to stay in contact with them. Yeah, and really follow their lead. And, you know, I know, for example, like you're very active on social media, but some agents would not be wanting to have engagement via their social media. That's more of their private space. Um, let's talk about training for a minute. Uh, improv is so huge in the commercial world. Um, what are some schools, classes, things that you really see as a value in that investment um, versus, you know, some maybe out-of-the-box tools that actors can be working on? So training is incredibly important. Um, and like I said earlier, if you want to stay in shape, you can't just go to the gym for a month. You have to constantly be training and be on your proper diet that helps you to maintain what you want. Uh, commercially, we have a few gold standard um, teachers in Los Angeles that if you're a commercial actor, it's pretty much expected that you take these certain classes because they are the big name ones that all the commercial casting directors know. And when they do look at your resume and they see that certain teacher's name or that certain school, it does carry some weight on there. They know that you have been somewhat vetted and that perhaps they can have a little bit of more fun with you in the room. Um, so make sure you do that. And then as you said earlier, uh, the one thing that we just see over and over and over again is comedy, 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 comedy. So if you're not trained uh, comedically, that's something you really need to focus on. Um, and it can be just as simple as taking a one-day comedy intensive or an ongoing at one of the big schools, UCB, Groundlings. Uh, when casting sees that on your resume, you know, 401, they get really excited. So make sure that your comedy is up to par. And sometimes you might just be a natural funny person. You might be naturally comedic. And you might be fine with a, a one-day intensive and be able to walk in the room and do that. And sometimes you might need years and years of training. <laughs> Some people, yeah, do need a little more help in crafting those jokes and buttons. Um, they think they're a little funnier than they are. Um, now, I myself have taken some of the commercial workshops. Do you have any feelings one way or the other, some of the commercial offices that actually do in fact teach as well? Do you find that those are, are helpful if any of your actors have participated in them? Uh, you know, I do think it's helpful. I know if I was an actor, I would do everything I could to get myself in front of a, a casting director or a casting director's office. And I know it's a really tough um, question to answer because it's some people consider it uh, pay to be seen and some people consider it pay to be taught. Uh, and I know I've heard uh, many uh, big name actors uh, I think Samuel Jackson even said, oh, I would pay whatever it took to get in front of an important casting director's office. So as, I think as long as the, it's a, legit, a legitimate class, a legitimate working casting director, uh, I don't see any harm in that. Uh, they will bring something to the class that a teacher who is not currently casting jobs might not know about. There's every day there's little nuances in our, in our industry that change from uh, edits to the gifts to uh, lifting a spot and how to sell a product. And so sometimes taking a class with a working 
casting director, may it be film or television or commercial, it's a really great idea. Yeah. And if financially you can afford it, there's no harm in understanding that office and their dynamics, as well as going into the room prior to there being a potential job on the line for. All right. The last question, one that we end all of our podcasts with is what is one thing you would go back and tell your younger self? Oh boy, so many things. <laughs> uh, I think I would probably tell myself, my younger self, that um, this was going to be a slow and progressive growth for me, uh, that it wasn't going to happen overnight, that I was going to have to put in my 10,000 hours before I became an expert, uh, that I was going to enjoy working night and day, uh, and that uh, at one point, everything would just level out and I would just have a nice comfortable life and not to worry about things so much. And I think that just kind of is a, a general note for everyone, uh, regardless of what you're doing, whether you're being an actor or a construction worker, uh, slow and steady is the way to go. Uh, just take your time. Um, there's plenty of time in life. So make sure you do your due diligence and everything and make sure that you feel good and that you're doing the right thing and that not only are you treating yourself right, but that you're treating others right as well. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us so much. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening. And to my guest today, hi, Magnum. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you aren't already, please join our creative community on Instagram at What's My Frame, and please follow the show to stay in the loop for future episodes. You can also follow Haim on Instagram at Agent Haim Magnum, or visit lemonlimeagency.com if you're interested in submitting to the office. I'm Laura Linda Bradley, and this is What's My Frame.